Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Amen and amen. Oh, it is so good and encouraging and wonderful to praise God and to give thanks to Him. Uh, it, it is so important. Uh, any, in every language, as you can see here, it's thank you is there. Uh, because we are enjoying and we should enjoy uh, saying thank you and being thankful. And this week before uh, we celebrate Thanksgiving in this amazing country of ours, it's good to give thanks, to praise God, to thank him and to thank others as well. You know, saying thank you is important because one of the realities of our humanness is that we unfortunately have a bent towards negativity and greed and uh, uh, selfishness and disunity. And most every psychologist uh, will attest to humanity's negative bias. It's used to manipulate and control us. Why do you think the media thrives on bad news? Actually, we're kind of hardwired to be attentive uh, to the negative. It's, it's why people uh, lean in and hear the, the, the latest gossip or, or what bad news is coming. However, what calms the, that negative monster inside of us is for us when we are giving and living thanks. For the truth is, giving and living thanks to God shifts our thinking and builds unity and harmony among us. And that's what we need. And actually, that's what we're hoping for this morning as we gather together uh, and enjoy time together, that we would be encouraged to not only be thankful, but to giving and living of thanks. Uh, And so today's going to be a little different. Uh, Not only is there uh, no audience here because of, unfortunate, the tier of uh, coronavirus uh, level that we're in, but also because uh, our sermon is divided into three parts. And all throughout this, I'll be jumping up and sharing with you a little bit about uh, this Bible book of Romans that we've been uh, studying for uh, months now. And we're ending towards the last few verses of it. And we're excited about the opportunity to come to do that. So I encourage you to <clears throat> take some notes, get out your Bible. We're going to be also in the last few verses of Romans, but also a little bit in a few other places you want to turn there. So grab a Bible. Uh, some of the verses will be up on the screen and down here before me, but, but I encourage you with that. And, and by the way, my name is Mike. Uh, one of the pastors here, and it is a joy and that. And I am I'm truly thankful for you and love you dearly and, and, and glad that we can be together today. But, but see, when we give and we live thanks, it pulls our eyes off of self and focuses it on God. Psalm 9, 1. Actually, I'm going to give you a number of different psalms here and, and other Bible verses. Write those down and, and read those throughout the week as you prepare for this time of giving thanks with your family and friends. And, and maybe even if it's just with yourself, is it praise God. But, but Psalm 9, 1 says, I give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. Giving thanks pulls our eyes off of self and focuses on God. Not only that, giving and living thanks reminds God, reminds us of God, that God is, he's in charge. And he's in control and we're not. Uh, Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. God's love is amazing love. And actually the Hebrew word for that is the word hesed. It's the, the loving kindness, the unconditional love of God. Giving and living thanks takes attention off of the negative 
and problems of life and causes us to remember God's love and his grace and his mercy and his hope and his, his peace and goodness. 1 Corinthians uh, fifteen fifty seven says, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, giving and living thanks leaves no space to complain. See, when we're thankful, it's really hard to complain. It draws us closer to God. It brings on hope and it brings on peace. First Thessalonians five eighteen says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus. So we should be generous in our giving of thanks to God and to others. And actually, our student ministries this past Tuesday had an opportunity to give thanks. And I'm going to ask our our youth pastor, our student ministry pastor, John, to come up and share that with us. Will you, John, just tell us about what happened on Tuesday and and encourage us as well? Of course, yeah. No, uh, welcome. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit. Uh, This past week, obviously, we had to move things outdoors. But the great thing is that this summer we had been training. We were doing small groups at sunset, and so we just kicked things outside. Um, It's a lot colder. It's a lot darker, but it's okay. I think maybe we'll call it um, prayer with the planets because this uh, past Tuesday night you could see the moon, you could see Jupiter, you could see Saturn, you could see Mars, and as I was sharing with the students, a shooting star. So it was pretty much amazing. Um, But the cool thing is that what we tried to do with our leaders was create an environment for the students to thank God with their whole heart. So we had a time of praise and worship through song. And then I invited the students to reflect. I invited them to, to, to close their eyes and think, you know, what, would, what has Jesus done in my life that I want to thank God for? And I asked them to close their eyes. And as they were reflecting, it was pretty amazing. We had about 58 students. And then as they were reflecting on what they were thankful to God for, I was telling them, you know, most of the time God puts people in our life to share his love with us. Most of the time, God uses people like you and me to deliver his love. And so I said, you know, who has God put in your life in 2020 that you're thankful for? And again, all these students, they start, they're, they're meditating, they're, they're thinking of these people. And I said, now I want you to tell God all about this person. I want you to tell God about what they've done for you and thank him for them. And then I invited the students to ask God to help those people that had helped them so much. And then something amazing happened. We had um, printed out little thank you cards for all the students, and we had given, given it to them. And I said, now, I want you to basically, what you've just told God and thank God for, I want you to put it down and write it on a thank you card. I said, you guys can get in small groups um, to do this. I said, but go ahead and do it. And here was a crazy thing. Nobody moved. All the students stayed put for about 10 minutes. And they were going through one thank you card then two thank you cards. And then I was looking and I said, well, hey, I've got some extras here if you want some. And then 20 students just came up and they were just chewing up these thank you cards. And I was telling them, you know, guys, like you can say thank you to someone that maybe you haven't seen in years who doesn't live close. Because as my mentor once said, a late thank you card is better than no thank you card. And the amazing thing was that the students were like, thank you so much, Pastor John, for just giving us time to do this. I've been meaning to, I've been wanting to, and we just were able to take the time and do it with them. And so I would encourage you, who has God put in your life during 2020 that you are so grateful for? How has God delivered his love, his compassion, his hope, his trust um, to you this year? And, And just grab, it doesn't need to be a long treatise. It can just be a short little note to say thank you. 
because there's nothing wrong with snail mail. It's actually awesome because people can see the intention behind it. And so that's what we did in student ministries. I would encourage you this week to do the same. Thank you, John. And John, I am thankful for you and just the way that you have such an incredible heart and insight to not only to, to God, but to drawing us into his presence. And I, that adds an encouragement. And I hope you take that on, that you will take a moment, carve out some time. It doesn't have to be long. And jot down a thank you note, because thanks will change you. And it will bring about it and push back that negative monster in all of us. But now, now we're ending this, this study of, of the Bible book of Romans. And, and in this <laughs> book, uh, the Apostle Paul is writing this letter to the, the people in Rome, the church in Rome, and, and really to all of us, to, to foster unity and harmony, even in difficult times. Uh, because that's what God desires from us uh, who follow Jesus, is that we would be together. Romans 12, verses 16 and 18 puts it this way. Live in harmony, Paul says to, to, to the Roman church, but also to us. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own eyes. <clears throat> Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, as far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. And because of this unfortunate negative bias, our, our sin nature, we need help. And first, we need to come to that place where we have faith in Jesus, that, that the reality is that, no, that, yeah, we have a negative bias because we're unfortunately born with a sin nature. The Bible says it's clear, all of sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And because of that sin nature, we're constantly bent towards evil and wrong. And, and, and the truth is, is that it also keeps us out of heaven and keeps us from being all of who God wants us to be. But there is a cure for this unfortunate sin disease, this sin bias, and that's through Jesus. And that's why we get so excited and thank God so much for the birth of Jesus, because Jesus is our Savior. He came to this world to not only show us how to live a righteous and holy life and how to live life God's way, but he also came to be this cure for this incredible sin virus that we have, this negative part of us that we have when he died in the cross, and not just died, but rose again, saying that he is the cure. The cure. He is the solution. And how we benefit from that is to believe, to, to come to the place where we get it, that we're sinful, that we need a savior, and that is Jesus. And now many of you may have made that decision of faith, that first step uh, in developing a, a life that's thankful and, and, and living in harmony with others, but others you are still seeking. And I encourage you, keep doing that. Seek out that. Because when we uh, when we, uh, we need to be welcoming to others because Jesus has been welcoming to us. Even in Romans, Paul talked about that in Romans fifteen seven. He says, God has welcomed you by providing Jesus. And so we need to be welcoming to our fellow believers, even if that they're different, to be inclusive with them. Uh, for their differences is to be a, a compliment. And we talked about that, about things that are complementary. And we, we used fun food illustrations to do that. They uh, Different food illustrations like uh, avocado and chocolate and, and things like that. And some people, uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, this idea of vanilla ice cream with olive oil on that. And, and I, I know some of you have tried that. You've tell, told me it's, it's wonderful. It still kind of makes my stomach a little queasy. Uh, just even think about it. I know someday I will get brave like some of you and try that, but... Not today, even now, I guess I'm kind of going, woo, I don't know if I can stomach that. But, but the idea is that God wants us to be together even if we're different. And, and, and he made us different. God likes variety. I mean, look around you, look at the different people that are around us. And we know that God loves variety. And yet we're to be inclusive and complimentary and engaging, and, but also discerning in that. 
but to keep us from slipping back into our, our negative bias, we need to give and live thanks first and foremost for Jesus. And that's what Paul brings up in these very last three verses. Here it is, Romans chapter 16, verse 25. It says, now to him, that's talking about Jesus, who is able to, to strengthen you according to, to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery uh, that was kept in secret from, from ages ago, that the Bible has always talked about Christ. Old Testament to the New Testament talked about Jesus, our Savior. And, and, and Jesus is where strength is found. So what are you thankful for? What are you thankful in Jesus for? Uh, it was mentioned by Victor at the top of the hour. Text in those. Take some moments and just text in right in that, that, that verse. That verse is going to pop up soon and you'll be able to see that. Text that in. And, and, and what are you thankful for? And we'll all be sharing that in a moment. But, but I encourage you to do that. If, if you're on a chat with us, go ahead and chat in uh, some of the things that you're thankful for. And, and, and for sure, if you're sitting around some people in your living room or, or wherever you are, tell people what you're thankful for. See, to express and try to express thank you every day and many times a day to keep at bay that negative monster that we have. For the giving and living of thanks to God shifts our thinking and builds unity and harmony and truly, truly makes us one. Let's continue in our worship together. That's God's desire, is that we would be unified. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's so much in our world that wants to rip us apart. But when we give and we live thanks, uh, it not only allows the inner harmony, but, but we promote unity with others. Living thanks is expressing, uh, is expressed as we, in, in faith, seek to live life God's way and obey his word. This great promise of Jesus, as now Paul gives the second to the last verse here in Romans chapter 16, verse 26, says uh, this great promise of Jesus, but has now been disclosed, talking about Jesus through the prophetic writings. Old Testament has said about that, has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God. Here's why. To bring about obedience of faith. Obedience of faith because Jesus is that, that high, holy leader and we are to align life to him. Actually, Jesus expressed this in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 when he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. When we put God, put Christ as, or the king, when we seek the kingdom of God, it's putting Christ on the throne of God. Now, we're not used to the idea of a, of a monarchy and, and, and a king, but yet think of it as, as, as Christ being that leader, that, that key influence in, in your life and coming under his authority as your leader, as your Lord, the one who decides and, and, and helps shape you to the way that you should go. And that's the idea that we are to, to, to seek the kingdom of God is to put Christ in that throne seat of our life, that driver's seat of the life, and take us through life. That he's the one guiding, his principles guide us. His, his, his uh, will is what moves our, our will and we conform it to his. And to seek his righteousness is to seek to live life his way. And then all the things of life, all the struggles we face, all the direction of life will actually fall into place. If you read the context of this verse in Matthew 6, the disciples were worried about everything about life. And Jesus gives them the answer to seek 
God's kingdom first, to seek Christ as that one leader and Lord of life. So you see, we are, we are to, to seek God's kingdom out of thank you to him. I, I know when I uh, first came to the Lord and, 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 and even now continue to be, I continue to be so grateful and appreciative for my salvation um, because I, I was welcomed into God's family. And, and the truth is, is that I, I know my sinful side uh, and the horrible things that I did before I came to Christ. And even after I was a believer, um, struggled in a lot of areas and, and yet God welcomed me in any ways because it's not on my merit. It's all because of Jesus and what he did on the cross. And when I believe in him, he comes and accepts me and welcomes me into his family. <laughs> and honestly, I'm grateful for that. And, and, and I'm just grateful for all the blessings that God allows me to, to, to experience in life. It's like this picture you're gonna see coming up on the screen. It's a picture of me and, and three of my oldest grandsons. We have our uh, ninja uh, headbands on and we're running around the house and it was a great time. We had a birthday celebration last weekend at my house for all of our November birthdays and, and uh, I brought the three boys in and we put on these uh, headbands and we went ninjing around the whole house. And yes, I was joining in doing the whole karate kicks and stuff like that. And it was a blast. But when I look at that picture... And I just, I just, I am overwhelmed with gratefulness of God because I don't deserve that at all. I'm so thankful that God brought us down here to this area to be involved in this church because all three of my kids, uh, Christy and I's kids, uh, uh, found their mates here. And in, some in this church and others in this area. And they, they, got, they found their mates here, got married and had kids. And now we're enjoying the, <clears throat> the blessing of grandchildren. And, and I, I don't deserve that. <laughs> I don't deserve any of it. Because I know my sin that disqualifies me from all those blessings of God. And yet, because of faith in him and, and, and being welcomed in his family... He has blessed me with so much. The, the, the family I have, the amazing, incredible wife that I have, and the, 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 the beautiful church, and, and you all as, 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 as that, a great community to be involved in, all the things that God has allowed, all because God is a gracious God. And see, because of that, I want to live every day as a thank you to God, to be a living thanks and that's found in obedience to him, to live a life out and in and, and obedience of faith of living. It, that is living thanks. It is this giving and living of thanks that shifts our thinking. And yes, builds unity and harmony and really is good for our soul. <laughs> you know, it's out of obedience that uh, we move and, and live. And it's really out of obedience uh, for these who are, are taking today, they're going to be taking this step of, of baptism. And, uh, and uh, Lorena, our pastor of children's ministry, is going to come up and just tell a little bit of their story. Now, they're not going to be baptized at the 9 o'clock hour, but if you come, and we do hope you come at our 11 o'clock hour to see these kids get baptized, but, but they're making a step of obedience. So, Lorena, why don't you come and, and share with us more about these kids and their baptism. Hey, thank you, Mike. Hello, Neighborhood Church. Hi, kids. Yes, today is a very exciting day, and I'm very thankful for uh, the kids that have decided to take a step of obedience. Um, the Bible book of John 14, 15 says, if you love me, you will do the things I command. And one of the things Jesus commanded is in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. It says, and Jesus came to them and said, all power in heaven and on earth is given to me. 
So go and make followers of all people in the world. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything that I have told you. You can be sure that I will be with you always. I will continue with you until the end of the world. So Jesus told us, go and share the good news. Tell them I'm here to save people that can come and have a relationship with me. And when they choose to trust and follow me as master and rescuer, Lord and Savior, that we should baptize them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, but why would Jesus ask us to be baptized? Is there something magical in the water? Pixie dust or something? <laughs> no. It's just water, like the one you drink, the one you bathe in. The, wood, the water doesn't change me. It doesn't change anyone. Jesus Christ is the one who changes us. And so Jesus told us that those who trusted in him to be baptized so that they could tell the world by this external act about what's happened on the inside, that they could tell the world that they had decided to follow Jesus. And so today we have children who have said, Miss Lorena, I have decided to follow Jesus and I want to get baptized. And so today at our 11 o'clock outside in-person gathering, they will be getting baptized. So come join us. But in the meantime, with your coffee and your bagel, if that's what you're having for breakfast, or maybe you can't make it later on, here are their testimonies. Watch this. Hi, I'm Willow. When I wanted to get when I went to my first baptism class and learned more about getting baptized, I wanted to get baptized. I wanted to get I wanted to get baptized because I wanted Jesus to be in my life. I wanted to do good things that Jesus wanted me to do. Hi, I'm Mariah. When I was seven I was about to go to bed and my mom and I were talking about heaven. Then I wanted to ask Jesus into my heart because I wanted him to forgive me and I want to follow him forever. Then I prayed with my mom and asked Jesus into my heart. Hi, my name is Kelly. I did, I was dedicated to the church when I was little. My verse was that my mom picked out for me is Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. I asked God into my life at Dive VBS. A couple years later, I watched my uncle Kyle get baptized. That was when God told me it was my time. I wanted Miss Lorena to baptize me at my last year with her at Hume Lake. Unfortunately, COVID hit, and so God told me to wait. Miss Lorena told us she was going to baptize us if we were ready. God told me I was ready. Hi, my name is Matthias Havala. I grew up in a Christian home. I made the decision to get baptized because I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior and that he died on the cross for our sins. At first, I didn't want to get baptized because I was too scared to go up and talk in public. But as I grew in faith and came closer to God, I am now ready to get baptized as an act of obedience to God. Whew. Well, man, well, thank you, Lord, for what he's doing, even during a pandemic, in the lives and hearts of our children. Uh, I, I just praise the Lord for grandparents and uncles and, and parents who lead the way in following Jesus' obedience. And to hear little Matthias say that 
you know, he, he wants to be obedient. It's amazing. So I'm praising God along with all of you. And so let's turn our praise into giving by uh, Neighborhood Church. It's time to give. That's right. So you'll see on the screen there are different ways to give online, many different ways, uh, Venmo, uh, on the phone. You can scan the QR code actually as well. Um, I, before I pray for our offering, I just want to say thank you so much for donating to our care packs. Uh, it's amazing to see how many of you came and just donated. And so today at 1030 here outside at church, we're going to be um, stuffing those and assembling those care packs um, for, for members of our community in need. And so thank you for doing that. So with that, let me pray for us. Abba Father, thank you. Thank you for this morning. Thank you that we I have the ability to uh, see you moving in our lives. And so, Lord, as um, these monies come in, as people offer up their praise and their giving, Lord, would you take it, would you use it uh, for your glory? In Jesus' name, amen. And now I want to invite you to watch a video from our elder chair, Paula Combe. Hello, Neighborhood Church. My name is Paula Combe, and I have the privilege of serving as an elder here And uh, I want to first come before you and uh, wish you a very happy Thanksgiving season here um, and heading into Christmas season. And we've had a challenging year, but we do have still much to be thankful for. And one of the things that we have in common to be thankful for is the wonderful staff that we have here serving us here at the church. Uh, One of the things that we do in order to recognize that each year is we have a staff love gift offering. And so uh, I would like to make this brief announcement to ask that you prayerfully consider what you might be able to give this year and give back to the staff to show them our appreciation of how much we love love them and care for them and appreciate that all that they do. Um, in this year in particular, all the challenges that they've had, the staff has stepped up amazing uh, to pivot from in-person services to virtual services to a mix of the two. Um, and all the wonderful ways that they're reaching out to us um, via email, uh, creating videos, sending us messages, and in some cases still reaching out to us in person or prayer visits and things of that nature. I just want to first say thank you to that wonderful staff um, and ask that you consider again joining me uh, to to provide some kind of financial gift uh, to the staff. How do you do that? You mark it, uh, you give in any of the normal ways through Venmo or Elixio, through uh, the envelope offering if you're here in person. Um, You can mail it into the church. Uh, The church office is open from Monday to Thursday as well. Um, And we just ask that you would mark that as a staff love gift offering so we can designate it as such. And then what we'll do is we'll collect that um, and distribute it equally among the staff um, on what we'd like to do is create, um, have that done by December the 13th so we can distribute that money right before Christmas um, and the payroll of that period. So again, thank you for your generosity already. You do an amazing job of blessing this church with the, with the uh, giving back that you already do. Um, and this, the staff really do, does appreciate it. So thank you again and have a wonderful day. Well, thank you so much, Paul, uh, for your kind words. And we, we as a staff really do feel the love. Um, and so thank you so much for um, considering giving to that. Um, and you might be thinking, Pastor John, don't we usually do Project Joy um, during the holidays? And you're right, we usually do. And in the past, we've made dozens and dozens of care packs for um, orphans down in um, Tijuana, Mexico with a church that we partner with. But because of border restrictions this year, we're not able to do that. But 
Uh, the great thing is Pastor Martin has recommended um, that we, um, we donate funds, funds to help um, provide food for families that are struggling. And so what he's going to do is take those funds, collect those funds, and go shopping there to help the economy and empower churches there to, to care for those in their communities. So um, if you're interested, please, you can just go on, like you usually go on, hit the tab, and instead of general fund, you can hit Project Joy, and um, we'll be, they'll be taking those down there um, with the food. And so um, one thing, too, I want to do is you guys have been texting in all morning your, your uh, thankfulness, and so I want to read a few of them uh, this morning. They're great. Um, someone says, I'm thankful that God is always with me. Another one says, I'm thankful for everyone in my life that has helped me get through COVID-19. I'm thankful for my baby nephew, Maxwell. He is a delight. I'm thankful for my community that supports each other. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness. I'm thankful for my sister who has spent several weeks helping me recover from surgery. Um, my, I'm thankful for, for my health and my family and the changed hearts and perspectives that I have. I like this one. I'm thankful that In-N-Out is always open. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Um, I'm thankful. Um, let's see. I'm grateful for the ability to welcome a precious baby girl into our family this coming February. That was mine. But um, I'm thankful <laughs> that... Uh, let's see here. I'm, th- I'm so thankful for Christina D. You are amazing. A little shout out there. Okay. And um, let's see here. I'm thankful to the Lord for this wonderful church, and I'm really thankful for God's faithfulness. And so thank you for sharing your thanks with us. We'll continue to show these throughout the service. Wow. The technology works. Praise the Lord. And we're going to respond to your thankfulness to the Lord with a song. This is amazing grace. God has done so much, uh, his amazing grace and mercy, and grace is getting what we do not deserve, all the blessings of God. God's mercy is holding back what we do deserve, and yet God blesses us, and he gives us this so much beyond what we, what we deserve in so many ways, and his grace is truly amazing. It's one of the qualities of God that shines out. I love, if you have your Bible and you want to open up to it, to open up to uh, uh, the Psalm, Psalm 96, uh, verses 6 through 9, it says this. It says, of, of shining out God, because that's what glory means. It means to shine out who God is. And when we talk of his glory, it, it, it's letting him shine. And, and Psalm 96 does this so many ways and, and wonderful. Listen to this, verses 6 to 9. It says, splendor. And majesty are before him, before God. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the people. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness and tremble before him all the earth. Wow. God is worthy of our praise. God is worthy of, of all the glory that we can bestow on him and, and, and to, to, to shine out and, and to share out and to, to thank and appreciate and to, to give glory for. He is that amazing. To give glory to God is truly letting it shine. To ascribe is to give him all the praise and the thanks that he deserves for his unconditional kindness, for his, yes, amazing grace and the, the, the incredible blessings that he bestows on us. 
his new every morning mercy and his everlasting love. And so Paul ends this incredible book of Romans with this verse. He says in, in, in Romans 16, 27, to the only wise God be glory. Glory forevermore through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen means so be it. It's his sense of basking in the, the warmth of the afternoon sun on a cold day or being revived by the cool morning breeze from a, a night of restless sleep. It's, it's, it's uh, talking and taking in as, as much of God as we can or, or can grasp. And in that choice of faith, believe God to be real and, and authentic and trustworthy. And that's the question. Is he that to you? Is, is God real? Is he authentic? Is he trustworthy to you? And I encourage you to, to enter into faith if you haven't already done so, but, but also grow in that faith. Learn more about how amazing, incredible, and awesome, and beautiful, and majestic, and powerful, and strong, and mighty God is. And believe it. Place your life on it. Hold on to it, grasp it, and, and, and take it as real because it is. For when we do, and we appreciate all of this, the giving and living of thanks to God, it shifts our thinking. And yeah, it builds unity and, and, and harmony to, in our souls, but it also helps us thrive and to actually have joy in the midst of even difficulties even in the midst of all the craziness of this coronavirus and, and elections things still going on and social unrest, we can actually have joy as we focus on and give glory to God. You see, God most certainly deserves all our praise and our thanksgiving and the glory as we both enjoy the giving and living of thanks. And there is a blessing so let's do this. Let, let, let's thanks, give thanks to Jesus. Let's choose to be living thanks and let every day of our life be a thank you to God through obedience. And then let's give glory to God for giving and living thanks to God shifts our thinking and builds unity and harmony and, and it does help us thrive. It's a blessing. It's an incredible blessing to not only receive and enjoy, but also give to others. See, see, we can enjoy the blessing of God, but we can also give the blessing of God to others as we give thanks and we appreciate them. Boy, let this week be a week full of thank yous. Yeah, text in even more. Keep doing that. We'll show those even at our, our next hour, but, but, but uh, keep, keep being uh, thankful and living thankfulness all throughout this week. Take many times during the day, express thank you and be that blessing to others. Will you pray with me? Father God, thank you for just the joy it has been to take in today's time as we gather for worship in you. Lord, you are incredible. You are an incredible blessing. And God, we, we just... Uh, thank you for that blessing and, and ask that we would be a blessing to others as now we take this opportunity to not only give thank you to you, but to give thanks to other people around us. And, and Lord, may you fill our hearts and push out that negative bias monster that's within each of us. And Lord, let us be appreciative 
of all that you have bestowed on us. <laughs> Lord, I can't say thank you enough for the, for the joy it is to be one of yours. I, I, don't, I don't deserve it. But I am just so thankful by your grace allowing me to experience all I have of what I don't deserve and mercy for your holding back of what I do deserve. Because Lord, I know I deserve all the wrath of, of hell to be bestowed on me. The worst of sinners. <laughs> but God, I'm thankful for your grace and your amazing love and the fact, God, that you are for us, you are for me. God, I pray that we would feel that this week. And God, I pray <laughs> that you would fill us with thankful hearts and allow us to bless others. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. As we've been moving through the service, about what I'm grateful for, what I'm thankful for. And one of those things that I'm so grateful for is my grandpa. He would pray this prayer. This song is a prayer. And he would pray it over me. And I was so grateful that he would do that. He was so kind and loving and such a good example to me of who, who God is in my life. He's my father, my grandfather. My, he's a, he loves me so much. And as we pray this and sing this, um, if you have loved ones with you, would you pray it over them and sing it over them? And if you're not with your loved ones, would you receive this blessing as we sing it over you? Oh, amen, amen, amen. Woo! Man, what a morning. To sit and to be grateful of all of who God is and and what he's done for us, that, that he is for you. He truly is. Oh, our prayer is that you would sense his presence around you and behind you and before you, that you would sense that God does love you with that everlasting love. And I know life is tough. Some of you are facing some real difficulties, but know that God, he loves you deeply. He's with you and he's for you. Boy, keep turning to him. Fall back in his love and, and enjoy his grace and his mercy and be thankful. Give and, and, and live that thanks to God for all he has done for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. I just want to give you a, a few uh, announcements that uh, some have been already been mentioned, but I encourage you that uh, please give to Project Joy. There are literally people starving in Mexico and you have the opportunity every dollar you give goes right down to Mexico and and please you know go online find the giving section cursor down to the project joy and give give generously and it will be used well today 
uh, this Sunday, if you're watching this on Sunday today at 10.30, we're going to be outside. We'll be wearing masks and trying to keep as physically distanced as possible and filling in some care packs uh, to give to those less fortunate. You'll be able to take some if you're here to have with you to take to other people. We'll have some here with, when people show up at our church here. And, and this week is a little interesting week. I mean, it's Thanksgiving week, but actually the church is uh, going to be empty. Uh, even the staff won't be here because we're going to be resurfacing our church parking lot this week. And so uh, if, you're, if, you, if you come to the church, please don't drive on the newly uh, asphalt and let, let it cure. It'll be ready by next Sunday. And we're anticipating a great time. Again, we'll be having a online only uh, uh, service at, at a gathering at 9 a.m. and then outside. <clears throat> any, numbers of people can come, ton, hundreds if they want, outside at the 11 a.m. on Sunday. We'd love to have you join us. Yes, there'll be masks and physically distance, and, and it'll be a wonderful time, so I encourage you with that. And there's a number of other events coming up. Also next week, if you want to come to the 11 uh, a.m. gathering after that, we'll be doing a, a church decorating. And even though we can't be in the building, we're still going to decorate the, the uh, uh, stage area and the lobby area and a little bit outside so we can feel that Christmas sense, even though we're not in our building. Encourage you to, to join us for that. It's uh, uh, on the, the um, next Sunday at around twelve thirty ish. If you want to join us, that and then of course our Christmas tree lighting is coming up on December second. It's an outdoor event, and so we're going to have a great time lighting our Christmas tree. It'll be a lot of fun, prizes and games, and there's some food to purchase. But so glad uh, that you came today with us. Let me leave you with this blessing. And now may the the great uh, grace and mercy of God the Father. And the true reality of our connection with God because of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you and, and cause you to give thanks. God bless you and have an incredible Thanksgiving week. We are thankful for you and love you deeply. God bless.